Turn with me please to Romans the fourth chapter. Romans chapter 4. I want to uh, begin reading here in the first part of the chapter. Romans chapter 4 and verse 1. He said, what shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof to glory, but not before God. For what says the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. He did what, saints? He believed God. Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace but of debt. But to him that works not but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Now he'll say that again another time. It's the second time. He's going to say it again just another couple of verses. His faith was counted for righteousness. Even as David also describes the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputes righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. And all of us said yes and amen. Amen. And we are those blessed ones. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it reckoned? When he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had, yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the father of circumcision to those who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. When I talk about father of faith, if you said, who would you say is the father? Some people say of the faith movement. I don't really like the movement part. But father of people who emphasize the faith lifestyle. Some people might mention our beloved Brother Kenneth Hagin, others go back further. Other people talk about Martin Luther, but you got to keep going back. <laughs> I said you have to keep going back. Yes. Who is the father of these people who walk by faith, who live by faith, who overcome by faith, receive by faith? It goes way, way back. <laughs> hmm? It's Abraham. He is our father in the faith. And he is the father of all them that believe. Almost wondered if we should do the little song that Tom teaches the kids back there. Father Abraham had many sons. And I am one of them. And so are you. Are you? Are you one of them? And so... uh, With that in mind, verse 11 and 12, he's the father of all them that believe. And it talks about us 
who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham. The faith that we have is the same faith of God. And it operates and develops in the same way. He developed. Did you notice this? We walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham. This reveals progressive development of faith. You don't just start where you wind up in faith. You start walking by faith. And if you follow the path God has for you, everything you learn in faith, every step of faith, and these steps are specific times and situations where you have opportunity to believe God. And if you believe God and you overcome and you receive and you do, through that you develop. And that development then prepares you for the next faith step. And then if you're successful in that, prepares you for the next step and the next step and the next step throughout our life. And it is to be progressive and greater and greater and greater, just like our father Abraham. In Isaiah 51, verse 1. He says, hearken to me, you that follow after righteousness. Is that you? You that seek the Lord, is that you? He said, here's what you do. You look unto the rock which you are hewn and to the hole of the pit which you are digged. Verse 2, look unto Abraham, your father, and unto Sarah that bear you, for I called him alone and blessed him. And increased him. Somebody say glory to God. There has been teaching about faith. Long enough now the past. Oh particularly 40 years. That there's more familiarity. With faith and faith principles. And living and walking by faith. Than prior. Previous. But that's also long enough for there to be a lot of copies of faith and a lot of knowledge of faith, which is not the same thing as walking by faith. Just listening about faith, hearing about faith only doesn't develop you in faith. That's how you feed your faith. Is by hearing, but that's not, if you just stop there, your faith is not developed by hearing alone. You have to be a doer that you actually exercise your faith. You actually live by faith and walk by faith. And uh, I think sometimes people, we are in a heady society, generation. And I think sometimes people think because they've heard a lot about faith, that means, or they've heard about faith for a long time, that equals being highly developed in faith. And it does not. 
you can hear all kind of things about faith for years and years and years and be very poorly developed in faith. Faith comes by hearing. That's not how it's developed. That's not how it's released. It must be acted upon. James goes into detail, faith without action is dead. And he talks about dead faith. It doesn't produce any results. Get any answers. So I want you and I, I believe it's the direction of the Lord. I want us to go back to the rock we were cut from. It says, go back to the hole of the pit. Now, that don't sound very good to us, huh? <laughs> going back to the hole and the pit. But these are mining terms, mining terms. The rock you were hewn from, he's talking about the shaft, the vein you were cut from. Because we, you heard the phrase, cut from the same cloth? Only we're not cloth. We're diamond. We're gold. We're precious stones. And we're out of the same vein that Abraham come out of. We're out of the same faith vein. Come on, can you see it in a mind? I'm talking about a vein of diamonds or gold or that you would see down deep. That's what he means in, in the hole, down deep in the shaft, down deep in the mine, the rock you were cut out of. I want you and I, I believe it's the direction of the Lord, let's believe God this week and let him take us back to where faith came from. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Hallelujah. Take us right to the vein where the faith of Abraham was cut out of. And I want you and I to see real faith and genuine faith like we've never seen it before. And let's get rid of and get free from some newfangled junk that people are calling faith. And get away from copies and almost faith and want to be faith. Come on, are you listening? And get back to the real hard rock core Abraham kind of faith. Hallelujah. I believe it's our assignment this week, yours and mine. Would you, will you believe with me? You know we can't cover all the details of this, but we'll get to, and you don't need to know all the details. You need to know the spirit of it, the spirit of it. Didn't the New Testament say, we having the same spirit of faith? Do we have the same spirit of faith as the patriarchs of old, of Abraham himself? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Said out loud, I'm of the seed of Abraham. I have the same kind of faith as Abraham. Amen. That's the rock I was cut from. That, that's the vein my faith came from. Abraham's faith is legendary. For lack of a better 
word. Abraham will always be known throughout the universe for his faith. I mean, uh, 10 million years from now, it's not going to change. And beyond and beyond and beyond. His faith is held up as an example for everybody that would come after him. Where did he learn it? How, how did he learn how to walk by faith? Where did he get it? There were no faith churches. <laughs> I said there were no faith churches. There were no faith books or CDs or DVDs. There were no faith seminars. There were no nothing. There was no church. There was no Ten Commandments. There was no law. We're talking about way, way back, way back. Did the Lord tell us to look back? Look where we came from. Look at the rock we were cut out of. Well, turn with me to Genesis. Genesis chapter 12 is the beginning of the record of this story. It covers nearly a quarter of the book of Genesis. How many believe it must be important? And every word, every example that's recorded, every response is faith that never changes. Are we justified today exactly like he was? Exactly. His faith was counted to him for righteousness. And he learned that from God himself without any group, without any books, without any seminary. His faith, he's forever known for, and he's forever known for his faithfulness. And he's forever known. As the friend of God. Say it out loud. Faith. Faithful. Faithful friend. friend. We're not talking now. About principles of faith. We're talking about. Personal. Faith. It's fine to learn about principles, but you can know about principles and not actually walk in faith. He's held up as the example. Let me give a little uh, some definition and then we'll we'll get into some of it. Faith means, talking about Abraham, means he trusted God. Faithful means God trusted him. God said, I called him alone. Why? Why him? The scripture says concerning him, he said he found him that his heart was faithful before him. And he said that he knew him that he would teach his children. 
what God had given him. Genesis 18, 19, he said, I know him, God said. He will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord. Nehemiah 9, 7 says, you are the Lord, the God who did choose Abram and brought him forth out of Ur of the Chaldees and gave him the name Abraham and found his heart faithful before you and made a covenant with him. The Lord saw this about him. He saw that here's a man that will trust me. Let's not move too fast past this. People have the tendency, church going people have the tendency to go, yeah, we all trust God. Mm. No. No, we don't. We all have faith and, and we all trust God. No, no, no. People have turned faith into a general collection of beliefs. And we, ad- we adhere to the faith. And we all believe the same thing. So sure, you have faith, I have faith. That's not really our, our big issue. We're trying to find out what the big problem is. No, no friend. If you study the scriptures, you'll find faith is exceedingly precious. And faith is exceedingly rare. Do you think God, it's impossible to please him without something that is common and cheap? The God of the universe? He who creates stars and and galaxies? What would be precious to him? To God? Faith is more precious than refined gold. It is so precious. And it is rare. It is so rare that the scripture says when Jesus returns, shall he find faith in the earth. It is not common as some would have you believe. Faith label is common. Faith talk is common. But not real faith. Real faith is precious. Real faith It's not a collection of knowledge about a subject and being able to quote some verses. Real faith is you trust your God. You trust Him. You trust Him. And He knows our heart. And He knows what we trust and what we don't. And it's demonstrated by what we'll do and what we won't. It's not hard to discover. But then also he's looking for those faith. Faith works both ways. You show me a trusting person and you'll see trustworthy. It's just in it. Faith is in you. So faith and faithful. And God said, I found his heart faithful before me. I know he will do what I tell him to do. I can count on him. For the past uh, three years in particular, I've been believing God on an ongoing basis for revelation in a specific area. And the Lord's given it to us. And I'm so thankful 
and I know some of you have already been believing with me on this, I would ask everybody, this part of what's going on right now is the fruit of it. Believe with me. I have prayed, I saw it some years back that the further I walked with the Lord and the, the more I learned, I realized there is so much going on in church that's not God. There is so much going on in ministry that's not God. It's just not God. But it's been around so long. And I'm not talking about other groups. I'm talking about every group. Because somebody did it and and now it's become familiar and people lay scriptures around it, people think it's God. And the further I'd go, I'd begin to see, Lord, help me. Show me what is you and what is not you. Help me because when you're born into something and you're around it all your life and everybody around you thinks it's God, you need a revelation to see differently and to come out of the midst of it. It takes powerful light. So will you believe with me on this? Hook your faith with me on this. Pray and release faith right now. Say, Father God, we're agreeing together. We're asking you concerning this, concerning faith, concerning all these things, show us what is you and what is not you. What is your way? And what is religion? Man's way. Even if it's something we've done ourselves. Preached ourselves. Believed ourselves. For decades. We want to know the truth. Show us please. What is you. And what is not you. We believe we receive it. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Get ready. Because he will answer that prayer. He will show you. He will show us. Go with me, please, to Genesis 12. And let's see the rock we were cut from. Let's see... What real faith, back before there were any faith meetings, back before there were any stickers or bumpers or what did faith look like and sound like that God said, this is what pleases me. What it is impossible to please me without. Did you get a glimpse of that just a few moments ago? How God sees faith. Faith is not everywhere on this planet. No sir, no ma'am. Faith is precious. It's precious. God treasures it. He values it. There's coming a time... When he's going to praise it. 
God is going to praise your faith in front of others. We already saw it when Jesus was on the earth. When he found some real strong faith, what did he do? Didn't he stop in front of everybody? And what did he say? Now this, this, I hadn't seen this kind of faith in the whole country. Well, of course, his own bunch is standing right there beside him. It is precious to the Lord. And he values it so highly that there's no other way to please him in a thing than to do it with this precious thing called faith. And Abraham is held up as the example. So are you ready to be schooled? Me too. In the 12th chapter, we see the beginning of this faith adventure, the steps of faith. Verse 1, now the Lord had said unto Abraham, stop right there. That's how faith begins. That's how faith begins. If the Lord hadn't said anything to Abraham, he couldn't have believed anything. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God, the anointed word. And he's told him, get you out of your country, from your kindred, from your father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of you a great nation, and bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing, and I'll bless them that bless you, and curse him that curses you, and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Read the next verse. What? This is how we know Abram has faith. This is how we know he has faith. Not because he's got good notes on faith. Or can quote faith verses. He didn't have any. He had what the Lord said to him personally. And when this word came to him, what did he do? He did it. Now, it's easy for us to read this. But the place where he grew up meant something to him just like it does to you. His family, his relatives meant something to him just like you. Going into the unknown where you don't know anybody, you got no connections. You got nothing lined up. He'd have to deal with those thoughts. He'd have to overcome those fears. Just like you. But the reason he's in the book. Instead of somebody else. Is because at this first major step of faith. When the Lord told him. Abram. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out from your country. And that doesn't mean all your people are bad. That doesn't mean all your country's bad. But God's got a plan for you. And he's going to have to get you out of this environment. 
Because he wants you to wind up several faith steps down the road here thinking so radically different than anybody you've ever been around is thinking until he can't leave you where you are. He said, come on out here with me. I'm going to put you in another environment. I'm going to immerse you. Hallelujah. In spirit and light and truth. And it's going to change you. It's going to change the way you think. It's going to change the way you hear. It's going to change the way you perceive things. Now I'm going to get ahead of myself a little bit. But some of the things that came later in Abraham's walk with God. He would not have been ready for here. He would not have been ready for here. But nor would he have been ready years later if Abram hadn't just heard, but also obeyed and walked his faith and developed his faith because every time he did that, he became stronger. His faith developed. And over process of time, he's able to hear things he wouldn't have been able to hear. He's able to believe things and believe for things he wouldn't have been able to. I know looking back... uh, Phyllis and myself, in the beginning days of, uh, well, I didn't know I was going to be in the ministry. But uh, I was working uh, a secular job, and Phyllis was working a secular job. And the place where she worked, the doctor had uh, teaching tapes. We'd never heard of such a thing. Of course, this would have been, what, 35 plus years ago now with us. And... uh, I mean, we listened to music on eight track. Remember that? But preaching on a tape? One of the first questions that came to mind was, why? <laughs> now, my, uh, my grandmother was a godly woman, spiritual woman, and my, my mom, a believer and a prayer. And, but, uh, and we believed in the power of God. We believed in God. But but very little input, hardly anything about faith and about any of those things. So he finally prevailed upon her to take some tapes home with and listen. And of course, him being her employer, just kind of out of courtesy, she finally did. And wouldn't you know, some of the first ones she brought home was Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. <laughs> and uh, we sat down in our little... Uh, uh, 1969 Marriott mobile home with the red shag carpet, genuine imitation leather sofa. And we sat on that sticky thing and listened to uh, these and praise the Lord, something went off inside us. And it just became a custom every night after we got in from work and after supper, we'd sit down with our tiny little player and we'd sit there and hear the word. And we'd hear about being redeemed. And we'd hear about faith. And, and she brought in others by, you know, Charles Caps, and Jerry Savelle. And, and finally, uh, we ran out of all those. And, and he said, well, take these. She said, well, who's that by? And he said, uh, Kenneth Hagin. And she said, well, how about? And I said, no, I don't. And I know these guys. And I like what they got. But I don't know this guy. So I... I <laughs> but finally, they, they got me hearing some of his... 
And eventually the Lord got us, you know. Uh, but that's what I was getting to. When it came time two years later for us to go to a camp meeting in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the Lord dealt with us to take a tour of the Rama campus. And when we stepped on that campus, the Lord spoke to us to come. Looking back now, we had no money. We're just country kids, never, never been away from home. And it just looked too big. And how are you going to do it? Tuition, place to live, all this other. You know, how are you going to do all that? Do you reckon those kind of thoughts crossed Abraham's mind? Or was he such a superhuman being that none of that ever crossed his mind? Yeah, it crossed his mind. But he didn't let that stop him. That's the difference. That's the difference. And looking back now, it we we had to stir ourselves up and we had to take steps and one thing led to the other. But looking back now, I know if we hadn't taken the step of faith to listen to the tapes, then our faith wouldn't have been at the place two years later to take the step of faith to go to the school. Somebody say steps of faith. And if we hadn't took that step to go to the school, we wouldn't have had the faith in some years later to take the next steps and the next steps. And then it's this kind of ministry and that kind of ministry and then a church and another church and a word production center. Come on, are you listening? It's You don't just start with that. You start with, do you have enough faith to do what I'm telling you to do? Listen to this tape. Listen to this tape. Go to this meeting. Get in church and be faithful. Work, pray, tithe. And see, if you fail that faith step, then you won't be ready for the next one. And if you're not ready for the next one, then you'll never find out about the others. I don't like that thought. Do you? I don't, I don't like the thought of not finding out about what was available. Glorious things. Hallelujah. So-called small things. Are not so small after all. When the Lord deals with you about something. It's not small. Just by of who dealt with you. Keep reading here. The Lord had. Let's back up to verse 1 again. The Lord had said to him. Get out of your country and from your kinfolks, that's specific, from your father's house. Faith is hard on your flesh. (laughs) And it's hard on your fleshly soul. Your soul can be flesh influenced or spirit influenced. You think Abram cared about his aunts and uncles and and cousins and place where he learned how to fish and place where I mean his his home country, his home people. Certainly did. And when you think about leaving, these are all your friends, these are all your family. If you need something, they're gonna help you. If somebody attacks you, they're gonna help fight with you. And you're gonna go off by yourself. I mean a lone rabbit out in the woods. Is a scary thought. And, and especially in these days. I mean the country is rugged. 
You get just a few miles from your house. Who knows? Who are you going to encounter? And a lot of places there were no laws. It's just whoever's got the biggest sword and swing it the hardest. But when the Lord told him this, and he heard the words of the Lord, this is not this doesn't have to do with his church because he didn't have a faith church. It didn't have to do with his denomination. It didn't have to do with his particular group. Or the, this is just him and God. And I don't care if you're a part of a 100,000 member church. When it comes time to believe God, it's still going to come right back down to that. I don't care how many friends you got, how fast they pray in tongues, or how many scriptures they can quote. When they all go home and the organ music stops. It's going to be you laying in the bed. It's going to come right back, right back here. Right back here. Right back here. What did he tell you? And do you trust him? And what's the acid test of do you trust him? (laughs) Will you do it? Will you? Do it, because if you won't do it, and no matter how much talking you do, that means you don't trust him. Did Abraham trust what God told him? He said, you leave here, you leave everything you know. You leave, you leave all your comfort, you leave everything you've developed so far. He didn't just give him an empty idea, though. Verse 2, what did he say? I'm going to make of you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. You will be a blessing. If you believe this, you're getting excited. And instead of crying about leaving mama and them, you begin to get excited. And here you can tell real faith. Real faith doesn't cry and feel sorry for itself. Because what are you feeling bad about? I'm having to leave mama. No, you're getting this. Yeah, but I'm having to leave mom. No, I'm going to bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Yeah, but I love mama. (laughs) Did you hear some of the old church hymns that, that you would bring so many tears? If I could hear mama pray again. If I, if I could just, which way is that looking, saints? Which way is that looking? That's looking back. It's looking back. And that's where unbelievers look. Unbelievers look back. Faith doesn't look back. Longingly. Hmm? With self-pity. What I'm having to give up. Because if you believe what God's telling you, and you believe how big he is and how great he is and how wonderful he is, then you know that anything you're having to give up is not even worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. And if you don't believe that and not excited about it, you believe what you're turning loose of is worth more than that. Which means you don't believe. Real faith, the faith of Abraham, is a faith that obeys. 
Say it out loud. Faith that obeys. Faith that obeys. Remember Hebrews said he went out how? He went out not knowing where he was going. Faith obeys. Not fully understanding. Not knowing how and why. And yet not singing the blues either. Faith that is happy. Faith that isn't. Why? Because not what I'm leaving, not what I'm losing, what I'm going to. What I'm going to. He said he will bless me and make my name great and I'll be a blessing. Anybody that's followed the Lord very long has experienced these steps. Same kind of steps Abraham had. I know when Phyllis and I, we'd been in the ministry for, oh, what was it, uh, 20 years already there in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. And we'd been using our faith for that length of time, at least, and had finally got our house that we had been believing for. And finally, I got into some aviation, and, and we're traveling ministry, so man, this is wonderful plane you can fly back and forth finally got our own hangar and and finally got some some things and and uh you know we're happy we're not looking for something else to do and and the lord dealt with us about branson and i had driven through branson a couple of times but i hadn't thought that much about it and uh i finally began to realize the lord's dealing with me to leave here and go there I thought, Lord. So we went up and checked it out some. Branson's, it's a beautiful place. It's a great place, amazing place, but it's small. I mean, the whole population is 10,000 people. You get off the strip, just a couple of miles, and boy, you're in the country. (laughs) And the nearest uh, airport of any size was an hour away. I went and looked at the airport that they had there, and at that time it was Point Lookout, it was 3,700 feet with a cliff on both sides and boulders all the way down. And I thought, oh, Lord, and, and, and no good hangers available. And I, and I just thought, Lord. And for several weeks, I'm a, Phyllis had just finished uh, redecorating her kitchen, had always wanted a certain kind of kitchen. And somebody walked up and handed her the money one day, just, just said, here. And it was exactly what she's believing for. Just in time to move. <laughs> and I remember one day I'm getting ready. I'm shaving, looking in the mirror. And, and these thoughts are running through my mind. Finally, the Lord interrupted me. He said, Keith, do you believe I'm able to do better for you than this? Because I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm going to lose this and I'm going to lose that. We're not going to have this. We're going to start completely over from scratch on that. That's thinking wrong. I said, that's thinking wrong. That's looking back. That's wanting to hold on. And if you look at that and talk about that too much, you can absolutely miss God. And not take that step of faith. Now, you know, you may not think so, but I'm telling you, we have a completely free will. Phyllis and I could still be in Tulsa tonight. And live there and no Branson church and no church here and no meeting here tonight. 
Absolutely. We got a free will. If you don't think so, you're thinking wrong. What we'd have missed. I said what we'd have missed. Getting to see you tonight. Is actually a thrill for me. Well, maybe it's not as big a thrill for you. But, but uh, it is. I'm telling you, we're, you're sitting in a dream. You're sitting in a vision. Phyllis and I saw it on a napkin. With no money to do it. Glory to God. And the thing that helped cinch it for me is I'm standing there. I remember distinctly. I'm standing there in Tulsa. I'm shaving. And uh, the Lord, the, the, I don't mean an audible voice, but inside me very distinctly, he said, Keith, do you believe I'm able to do better for you than this? Or in other words, do you think this is it? I'm maxed. <laughs> that, that's my words. Are you thinking, Keith, I, I've topped out now? And I, I laid the razor down. I said, no, sir. I don't believe this is bad. And, if, and, and forgive me. That's it. We're done. Here we go. Branson, here we come. Hallelujah. And, and there were other steps and other steps and other steps. But every time you took a step, here come things happening. Glory to God. And then that puts you in a position to take another step. And then years later, that puts you in a position to take another step. Come on, can you see this? The steps of faith. The same kind of steps our father Abraham took. And it's not about do you know all the steps. It's not about do you know all of Can you quote the verses verbatim in the right translation? It's between you and him. What did he tell you? And then what he told you, do you believe it enough? Let me say it like this. Do you trust him enough? Can you see why I just gave you that illustration? At that, there had to come that moment where I said, he's basically asking me, do you trust me? Yes. Yes, sir. You trust me enough to leave what you and her have built for the past 20 years here. Do you trust me to go into the unknown and basically start over from scratch? Do you trust me? And you know, what, just a couple of months after we got to Branson, he gave me this word. I could tell he was pleased. Did you know faith pleases him? Dr. Lillian B. Yeoman said this, God delights in his children, stepping out over the aching void with nothing underneath their feet but the word of God. I could tell he was pleased that we had launched with seemingly no visible means of support. And he said to me, he said, now I'm going to give you the best of Branson. And property and house. And next thing you know, they built us an airport. They built us an airport. I mean, a real airport. A real airport. Now, I know the folks thought it was for them too, but. And we got a great place. And we got a better plane than we ever had. And we got, was the Lord able to do better? Was he able to do more? But we'd have never found out if we'd have been too scared to turn loose and take the step. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
And at this rate of flying through these scriptures, <laughs> could be an extended meeting, huh? Let's finish this up. Need to get it started right. Genesis 12. I will make of you a great nation. If you believe God, what are you starting to do right now? You're already thinking, well, we're out of here. You're, you're already getting lighthearted. You're already getting some excitement, some anticipation about leaving. Glory to God. We're going on a faith adventure. Here. Look That's here. Right. Look here. Well, I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I'll bless them that bless you and curse him that curses you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. How many know it's time to shout now? It's time to shout and go glory to God. Me? Me? You going to do that for me? You going to use me for that? Me? And it should be long gone in your thought about anything you're leaving or having to give up. Because Compared to what he just told you, that's not even worthy to be compared. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. And 75 is not too late to start a new thing. 75 is not too old. To launch into a brand new faith adventure. 75. Is not too old. And I got, I got three grunts and a nod or two. You, you just, you're hollering at me while I go about. It. I, yeah, faith Abraham. Abraham. Okay, here's your father Abraham. 75. Starting something brand new. Something brand, totally brand new. Launching into the unknown. Previously not encountered. He went out. Hallelujah. I need to say it another time or two. Help your neighbor out. Help you out. 75 is not too old. To start something. Completely new. new. Brand new thing. Brand new thing. Brand new thing. Brand new thing. Somebody say brand new thing. Brand new thing. Hallelujah. But if to fears you cling... You'll not find the brand new thing. If to doubts that swirl, questions, what if and how, then you'll be tied to the past. You'll be anchored to tradition and unable to move and unable to break free. You'll see others that will dare to step out. And oh, how they'll be blessed. 
Oh, they'll wind up in places and see things and do things they never thought and you never thought they would. And thoughts will come, why not I? Why not I? Why not I? But as you start to move, you'll feel attached. Attached. Attachments. Emotional attachments. Soulical attachments. Financial attachments. Community attachments. Denomination attachments. Again and again, chains forged of man, not of the Spirit's doing. Things that enable one to walk by sight every day and every night. Something that comforts and consoles like a well-worn blanket full of holes. It smells, it stinks, and ugly is, but it's so familiar, so familiar, and I like it like it is. Time is passing, hasting by, oh, the fullness of prophecy fulfilled comes nigh. Closer and closer. It is at hand. And you'll look up. And your time will be finished. Where you stand. And you'll think. I was going to. And I thought I would. But. No more time. Is allotted. No more time. That you could. While. It's called today. While it is now. Break free from fear. Shake off timidity and cowardly things. And say, I will not be held down. I will not be afraid. I will not be too weak. I will not be kept in. I will arise like my father Abraham. I will say yes. I can believe too. I will say yes. I will go too. Ha ha. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't just look at me. Just close your eyes and just, just lift up your hands. Speak in the Spirit some. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.